From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thai Cats Today for this Wednesday, August the 23rd, 2023. On today's episode, we hear from Kojo on a very wet day of practice. Casey Sale talks about defending this Lions offense. I catch up with Bailey Feltmate and we also hear from CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi in his interview with Ticats Audio Network's very own RJ Broadhead. But first, let's get to some news around the team. It was a slippery one out there today. The rain came down hard at Ticats practice and at one point the team had to enter the locker room after lightning was seen in the area. That didn't hold them back. They came back pretty quickly after that and finished off the rest of practice on the scheduled time. And honestly, it looked like guys were having a little bit of fun out there, practicing in the rain. It seemed like they were just, you know, just making the best of of some terrible weather. I was happily watching from the press box today. I didn't feel like having to towel off after practice. But one guy who wasn't afraid to get wet was Coach O, and he spoke about the rainy practice today. Right, Coach, it was a wet practice out there today. Yeah. How was it playing in the rain today and getting a little wet there? Yeah, it's, it is what it is. We haven't had that uh, all year, so everybody, you know, they, they adjusted. I think the, the person that was ready the most would be Drew. You know, I'm talking Strohshine. He was prepared with the jackets. But other than that, you know, it's good. You never know. Obviously, this week it's not going to affect us, but you never know when it's going to affect us. Plus, um, you know, it, it helps you be mentally prepared and to lock in. It almost looked like the guys were having a little bit of fun out there in the rain. Was that kind of the vibe you were getting there from practice? Uh, I think that part of the fun is day three is a little shorter, you know, so I think, they, I think they enjoy that part. But, yeah, I think it was different. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's regardless, it's about our ability to focus and concentrate consistently. Now, coming up in this game, you're facing two receivers, Whitehead and Hollins, who, who had an excellent game last week. Just how do you plan on defending them in that secondary, having that two-headed monster on the receiving court for them? Well, if you defend them, you know, you might not defend the other ones. And so they're pretty well-rounded. Um, you know, they're rolling. They're going to give those, those receivers opportunities to make plays. Uh, they've, you know, won a bunch of big ball games. They're playing at home. They're coming off a loss. They'll be ready to go. But that's why you play the game. The buildup is fun. I don't know that you shut those guys down. If they want to get them the ball, they can get them the ball. Uh, they do a good job of moving people around. Uh, we just got to be sound in what we do. We got to keep them contained, keep them off the scoreboard, and be sure tacklers. And these longer trips to BC, you have the time change and all that. It, does, is it kind of like the preparation a little different? When like you go down a little earlier, you kind of is it almost affected a little bit more? Yeah, I think when you travel out west, there's always that factor. That's just the truth. But you know what? It's on the schedule early, you know, we'll go out there a little bit earlier, you know, go out there after practice uh, tomorrow and just try to get acclimated a little bit. Uh, we did, you know, I think this is the first time I've played a four o'clock game out there and I don't even remember the last time. So that helps out a little bit for us. But other than that, when they kick the ball off, none of that matters. It's, it's you know, it's a football game and we're going out there uh, to win. That was Coach O. Now, before I continue with the show, I want to remind Ticats fans that the team has announced the Labor Day Classic Guaranteed 50-50 draw has officially been launched. This year's prize is a guaranteed $50,000 jackpot. That's right, 50K. Who couldn't use an extra 50 G? So to go get your tickets, go to Ticats5050.com. Options for tickets are 3 for $5, 10 for $10, 60 for $20, and 150 
for $30. I think the return on investment on a $50,000 win on a $30 bet is pretty good. There will also be an early bird prize draw for a pair of Grey Cup tickets on Friday, September 1st, and that's at 8 p.m. Who couldn't use an extra 50 Gs? I know I could. Now, Casey Sales, he spoke to me today about playing in the rain and gearing up for that battle against the BC Lions. Right, Casey, it seems like the team's gotten pretty lucky this summer with not having rain during practices. Today, it seemed like it all came at once. Just how was it out there today on a little bit of a wetter day than normal? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, we had a quick hour practice real quick with uh, uh, shorter periods and just kind of keeping our legs under us. But, uh, yeah, it's just another thing for diversity-wise that we kind of got to get past. And the uh, um, same thing happened during the Edmonton game. Um, long, long half time, probably an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was. But uh, um, same thing, we kind of, you know, I thought we came out firing uh, that, that second half. And yeah, it's just adversity thing kind of, um, you know, just got to refocus uh, once that kind of happens because everyone, you know, kind of gets out of their head a little bit. But uh, yeah, I thought uh, end of practice was pretty good. So, yeah. Now watching practice today, it almost seemed like you guys were embracing the rain a little bit. It seemed like there was some fun being had out there. Was that kind of the feeling you were getting? Yeah. yeah I mean, we don't have grass field out there, so there's no mud or anything. Can't be rolling around. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just got to embrace a little bit. And uh, just thing during football, obviously, um, you know, kind of weather's changing now. Um, you know, got August coming September, and um, it'll start getting cold. And um, you know, knowing, knowing the where we are now in the uh, in the country, there will be some some good storms and wind howling through the stadium. So, um, yeah, it's just got a, th- a little thing that you just got to get used to. And uh, you know, weather is what it is. So. Now, there won't be any rain at this weekend's game. That's guaranteed. Now, you're playing against a quarterback like Vernon Adams, a guy who's had an excellent season so far. He puts up big yardage games every, seems like every single game. Just what do you need to do to throw him off early in this game here? Uh, number one, stop the run. That's always thing I say that, um, you know, at least as a D line, that's her number one goal. And then, um, you know, from there, uh, pressure quarterback, um, kind of work our moves that um, kind of been practicing all week uh, against their O line. And, uh, um, yeah, that's about it. That's all we can do is our job um, every play and uh, yeah, just communicating to each other. But, yeah, number one thing, stop the run, pressure quarterback, and usually kind of you know, works out in our favor and helps the linebackers and DBs pretty well if we do that. So Now, when he's mobile and, and he's healthy, he's, he's a very mobile dual-threat quarterback. Just how do you defend against a guy who, who can both run in and throw the ball, especially a guy like Vernon Adams? Yeah, yeah, makes it difficult. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really just kind of cage rushing. If we're going to end up pressing the quarterback, make sure that we're even on all of our rushes. If there's four guys, you know, two guys each side. If there's fifth guy coming, you know, have that kind of apex guy in the middle that kind of balances out. Um, same thing as six, seven, eight guys. You just got to balance it out at the end of the day. So there's no, uh, no pox that he can escape from. But, um, yeah, he, he can get out. He shifts. And uh, you know he's he's shown on film that he's a he's a good athlete, and uh, you know the record shows for that too. So now, when when they have these three hour like the the time change here with BC, and it, it's a little bit of a weird one, like going over there and the time of the game and everything. Just what are you doing to get your mind right? Is is there something you have to do to kind of adjust to being in that different time zone, or, or is it pretty normal for you? Um, you know, it's first time going out there. Um, obviously, being in Hamilton, um, uh, I never had to adjust anything. Um, being in Winnipeg the last two years, obviously being in the middle of the country, so uh, it wasn't too bad then. But yeah, probably the only thing I, I can think of is trying to just get your you know sleep and everything uh, kind of coordinated. Um, going out there, obviously going out there two days early, kind of uh, acclimate for that. But um, yeah, besides that, I think that's the only thing in my mind that you got to get kind of get used to. But um, yeah, it should be too bad. Obviously, travel is you know it's not fun, it's not ideal, but just another adversity thing you got to get used to, and you know just kind of say it is what it is. So um, yeah, just kind of kind of sleep for me and kind of getting that uh, on time and uh, just get ready for game day. So.
And then a last question here, just what does this defense need to do as a whole to maintain them here and hopefully help to get a win here against BC? Um, yeah, just play together, communicate. Um, you know, just play each play as the rules that we play as. And, um, you know, obviously stop the explosions, run and uh, and uh, pass-wise. Obviously, there's there's few, looking back at film, plays that, um, you know, two or three that, you know, explosion-wise each game that I uh, wish we could have back. And then it's, it's made differences for uh, a lot of those games is that, one, two, three plays that makes it a big difference at the end of the at the end of the game, um, and that can include penalties as well. Uh, obviously, that punt return that we had scored on last game was huge for us. We had two that to that play. So, um, yeah, that's another thing is you know get those explosions down, run and uh, and pass wise, and also just no penalties. But um, yeah, just playing together and uh, you know just playing ball. Obviously, um, you know I thought we had a great week of practice. Uh, start a little bit early with the travel, so um, yeah, a little bit more meetings once we get there and stuff. But uh, it'd be nice to get out there early and you know get used to the time zone and everything, and a little bit more meetings. So that was Casey Sales. He seems more than ready to get going in BC. And like he said, it'll be the first time he experiences that three-hour difference in BC. So it'll be interesting to see how Casey's feeling when I talk to him following the weekend. Now, Bailey Feldmates sat down with me today. I feel like it's been a few months since I spoke to the fullback, and I just wanted to catch up with him a bit just to see how things are going with him. All right, I'm joined now by Bailey Feldmates. Bailey, a little bit of a wet practice today. It was a rainy one out there today. Just how was it playing? And I think what seems like one of the only practices you've had all year in the rain. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of similar to the, the game, and... Like we all say, like we wish for it. We wanted it to happen because it was it's a adversity we have to go through. So it was great. Now a lot of the guys that looked like they were kind of having a good time out there. I don't yeah. know if that that was the vibe I was getting. Were you oh, having yeah. fun totally. out there? Totally, totally. Energy was high. We have to keep it high all the time, especially on game day. Everybody's locked in. So now you guys are traveling to BC. A little bit of a time change on those long travel days. What's your routine like normally? Usually, I make sure I I definitely try and get a lot of sleep the day before and with this travel time being a little later i can maybe take a nap before we do leave yeah um staying hydrated on the plane is going to be huge because i think a five-hour flight yeah so it's a good track good track making sure you're eating drinking good enough water and then if you can rest on the plane rest on the plane too so yeah are you uh listening to podcasts or anything like that or yeah anything? i usually listen to podcasts i'll probably download three or four and yeah and then i'll uh i'll usually listen to music and read my book for the for the flight which uh, podcast you listen to? Gordo said he's a he's a big Joe Rogan guy. Who's who? What are your pods right now? I don't mind. I like listening to a couple of Joe Rogans. Um, right recently, I've just been listening to Jay Shetty's podcast and uh, the Bad Friends podcast for some comedy. I listen to the Bad Friends podcast yeah. too. They're 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 good. They're, they're uh, Bobby and uh, who's Andrew. It? Andrew. They're yeah. hilarious together. So funny. Uh, so so kind of a little bit of comedy, a little bit of everything now. Yeah. Now, on a travel day, especially when you're going to BC, you, you guys are going to have a little bit of time kind yeah. of to, to maybe do something. I yeah. don't know what that may be. What are you planning on? Do you have any plans to do anything? Or I mean, Vancouver's beautiful, so yeah. just going around, being by the water. Like, I'm an East Coast kid, so being by the water, hanging out with the guys before the game, going out to eat is probably what we'll do. Just being able to be out in vancouver is just nice yeah it's no. a beautiful city being an east coast kid we were just talking i was just talking about this with rj broadhead but yeah. there's this new thing with where you can swim with sharks now in in, in the east coast have you heard about that no I is that something you'd be that. interested in doing uh, i mean if i was in a cage maybe yeah for sure you're in a cage i, I don't <laughs> think they're just putting you on a string they'd definitely there. be doing that but yeah no i was just talking with rj about that but okay so 
on a travel day, you're listening to podcasts, you're doing all this stuff. Now, mentally, to get yourself prepared for the game, mm-hmm. what's your pre-game ritual? Do you have a ritual or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I'm usually more... So, in the mornings, I usually do the same thing, go for a walk, get a coffee. I usually don't drink coffee until game day. And then uh, I'll do a lot of meditation throughout the day. Yeah. Um, big into that. And then uh, just kind of get my mind right, look over a few notes, staying hydrated again, make sure I... I make sure I eat a lot of food that day just so that I'm not getting tired come to game time. Now, meditation, is that something you've always kind of done or is that a new thing for you? It's probably been three, three, four years since I actually like okay. delved into it big time. Um, but yeah, it's just been super helpful with keeping me focused and uh, yeah, keep like, making me feel kind of like prepared for the game. And, and, and in life, too. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see it. And, and yeah. you know what? That's one thing I've always thought to myself, like, maybe it would chill me out. Like, I wouldn't be as crazy in traffic. Or, yeah. like, you know, I would be more relaxed. It's something I've always thought about personally. I think who's the other guy who does it? James Butler is also yeah. a meditation guy. Have you, yeah. Do you guys ever kind of trade, like, secrets or tricks? Or I know I've talked to James about that. We just talked about, like, what kind of meditation we've done. Yeah. How long we do it. Because cause I know when you first start meditating, it's, like, a, it's a long process in the sense, like, you won't be doing it for long yeah, because okay. if you're doing breath breath meditation then you can't it's, it's hard to focus on solely your breath for even five minutes like if anybody tried to do it for five minutes they're gonna have tr- struggle and that's the whole yeah. point of it yeah is to be able to like refocus your brain and come back to your breath and have like it's like a good it's like a conversation with yourself it's nice so now i just want to talk about just your season so far it's a little bit different for you you're playing full back for the first time this yeah. year what has that experience been like just getting used to that and, and playing at the fullback position practicing at it every every it's been day? it's different i mean it's nice in the sense where i i i've been on defense so i i guess i kind of understand what they're trying to do but now i yeah. get to see the other side of the ball um learning the playbook has obviously been different again different verbiage everything but i thanks to the help of all the players o-line yeah. Um, especially Gigi, um, he's helped me a lot, and 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 he's like he's my county accountability partner, helping me every day. And when I get a rep in there, he'll he'll coach me through it. And same with Coach Rob. So, it's been a a a great transition, and uh, and I'm hoping that moving forward it'll be I'll get even better every year. And you and Gigi, are you, I see you guys around each other a lot. Just yeah. uh, is that a guy you're hanging out with a lot around around the room? Yeah, Gigi is like. Ever since we both got here in 2021 in the hotel, that was the first time we met. We were the first people to, to actually meet, and then we hung out ever since then. And then, you, so you uh, understand the, the accent? You're good with all that? Yeah, I'm bilingual, so <laughs> Yeah, that's we'll true. Talk, yeah, what am I saying? We'll yeah, talk okay. French together, too. Okay, so, that's yeah. cool. So that's a good way to keep your French skills. You, you yeah. got him to bounce off now. Exactly. Scott's come in now. Yeah. Just what has it been like getting to work with him over these last week and a half? Scott's a great guy. He has a, he has a game plan, and, and, and I know all the guys are bought in. So it's it's great to hear what he has to say, and he's very, very approachable, and he coaches us with, uh, with uh, great intentions. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see moving forward and get it going. Philosophy-wise, he's, he's – very hard-nosed coach you know yeah. he's coached around everywhere yeah. he's won at every he's level experience. so it's not like it's a guy coming in that's you know blind to the league yeah. so it's good to have a guy like that now playing bc this weekend a team that's pretty good you know coming off a loss just like you guys what do you need to do on offense to try and get some touchdowns here against this bc defense i think we just need to be sound um in terms of protection and then uh obviously we just need to finish 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 and execute like when we're down in the 
down the red zone. Let's just finish and score. Yeah. Get points on the board quick and often. And then uh, we just have to dominate up front for sure and then uh, establish a, a, a good run game. That was Bailey Feltmate. As I've mentioned in my shows this week, the Ticats announced a ton of plans for this year's Grey Cup, and the Ticats Audio Network's very own RJ Broadhead sat down with CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi to discuss the festivities. It's about bringing people together as Canadians and and North Americans to come and see what we are. It's almost like a, it's like a it's like a beacon that sh- that shows what our values are. This coming together, neighbor and neighbor. I don't like your team. You don't like my team, but we can stand together, shoulder to shoulder, and have a cold beer. Yeah, that's the Grey Cup, and it's why every Canadian at some point in their life ought to come and be part of one. And you know what? If that's true, which I believe it is, then come to this one because <laughs> I think it's going to be special. Yeah, there's there's so much going on. Over 40 events. You can go to greycupfestival.ca and more and more information will be announced as we get closer to Grey Cup. It, you know, you, you spurred something in my, in my memory. I, I recently reconnected with a cousin whom I haven't seen in a long time. And she said her and she's got a group of friends Every year they go to the Grey Cup. They plan their holidays around the Grey Cup. And as commissioner, you probably hear stories like that all the time. I do. It's one of the reasons. I mean, I love Grey Cup for so many reasons. Certainly uh, to be the person who stands on the on the podium at, uh, at the end of the game and to touch the cup and to hand it to this year's champion, that's a moment I'll ne- I, I cherish it. I'll never take it for granted. And one day I'll, I'll, I'll miss it when, when it's somebody else's turn. But what I love, as much as that, what I love is just being with the people and seeing how much they love being at Grey Cup. Um, how, many, how many of them come up and tell me how many they've been to, how much it means to them, how many people they come with, their group of friends, and they're all either decked out in the same costumes <laughs> or, they're, or they're just dressed you know, in their regular clothes, but you can tell they've been friends, literally friends for life and Grey Cup means that to them. That that's so so special, and then I think about what the plan is this year. And you now we get to tell our CFO fans, come to Hamilton. Hamilton is a region, and go drink some ice wine, drink some yes. wine, go to Niagara Falls. Look, uh, I, I my wife and I only live you know 45 minutes from the falls, and I don't go often enough. But when you go, you go, oh my goodness, you should go once a week to see so the falls. True. It's one of the great natural wonders of the world, and I, I'm excited to be able to say that now. Come. Come to Hamilton for the Great Cup, but come for the whole thing, because it's going to be amazing. That was RJ Broadhead and Randy Ambrosi. Now, some more news before we go. Two members of the Ticats family are being inducted into the Hamilton Sports Hall of Fame, caretaker Bob Young and Ellison Kelly. Now, everyone knows caretaker Bob Young, but if you're unfamiliar with Ellison Kelly, he is an absolute legend of the CFL. He was born in 1935 in Butler, Georgia. He played his collegiate career for Michigan State. Following a stint with the New York Giants, he made his way to the CFL in 1960 to join the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Kelly usually played guard or tackle, but he was very versatile and provided depth at the defensive end and linebacker positions. So the guy could do it all. That's not really something you see anymore in the CFL and teammates recall him as being a tough solid competitor even when injured during his 13 year career Kelly never missed a game he played 175 consecutive regular season contests which is absolutely 
insane. He was just an absolute Iron Man. He played from 1960 to 1970 with the Ticats and played in seven Grey Cups, helping Hamilton win it three times in 1963, 1965, and 1967. He's already a member of the Hamilton Sports Hall of Fame as a part of the 1967 team, and he is also a member of the CFL Hall of Fame and the Ticats Wall of Honor. He sadly passed away back in 2016, but very deserving of the honor. And of course, Bob Young, what's there to say about Bob that has not already been said? The caretaker is being inducted, and he's so deserving. He's done so much for the city, and honestly, I'm just surprised He wasn't already inducted into the Hall of Fame, and the same goes for Kelly, two very deserving guys. I wrote an article on both of those guys, and you can find it on the Ticats website. Congratulations to them. One more thing before we go. First Ontario Credit Union has been confirmed as a signature partner of the 2023 Grey Cup Festival. A key component of the partnership includes First Ontario presenting the Grey Cup Festival Volunteer Program with over 1,000 volunteers ready to contribute to the success of the Grey Cup Festival. It takes so many people to make an event like this happen. They'll be supporting several important activities including greeting attendees, scorekeeping events, and much, much more. First Ontario's Blue Wave employee volunteers will also directly participate in the Grey Cup Festival, demonstrating their commitment to community and promoting the importance of volunteerism. So such an important partnership right there. Now that's all the time for me today. I want to thank you for listening to Ticats today. Today.